What's up, everybody? This is Sea Launch Sports. This is Kennedy Curley. We've got Hayden Klinkhammer over here. And Anthony Davis just got traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. We were we were both on the show on the podcast yesterday talking about how we wanted to see Anthony Davis go to the Celtics because we like seeing LeBron mm-hmm. kind of come from behind. He mm-hmm. underdog a little bit. And just as we got off, a few hours later, Anthony Davis is traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. So let's go ahead and talk about that. And what are your reactions to Anthony Davis being traded? Uh, you know, um, I've been pretty vocal on Twitter about the decision to, uh, you know, that Kyle Kuzma was the out of the young core, the untouchable one. Um, but now that I've kind of had, you know, almost a whole day to let it sink in and, you know, you know, we're getting all these reports now that all these guys that apparently weren't interested in coming to play for the Lakers now are wanting to come play. Um, and I think what Kuzma does will fit in good alongside LeBron and AD. Um, I think losing Lonzo's defense and IQ hurts, yes. Um and if I was looking long-term, I still would not be super upset because Anthony Davis is only 26 years old. I mean, and it wasn't long ago that we were talking about, you know, once LeBron's done, him being the best player in the NBA. I think he's that talented. Obviously, he has to stay on the floor. He has to stay healthy. But, you know, talent-wise... I would say he's probably a top five player, if not top seven at least, um, in terms of talent-wise. Um, whether you think much about, you know, his whole drama issue with the New Orleans Pelicans and all this other stuff, um, and me being a New Orleans guy, um, especially in my Saints group chat, I've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of hate because I've been particularly on the Anthony Davis side of, you know, him wanting to be out and get out. But I think if you're the Pelicans, first off, I'll start with their side of things. Um, I mean, you have a guy who, you know, was going to leave in a year anyway. And not only that, you got probably, hopefully, if he continues to develop your point guard of the future, you got – a wing that has, you know, all NBA potential scoring-wise. And if he's more consistent on the defensive end, he could be, you know, a relatively good defender. Um, He's long. And Brandon Ingram. You got Josh Hart, who was one of my favorite players for the Lakers this year. He plays hard on defense. He can shoot the ball. Um, He's young. Um, you also get three first-round picks from the Lakers, including this year's number four, who not only you could trade to get up into that number three spot, into the R.J. Barrett, you know, spot, um, or even if you have to settle with the four, I mean, that's still, you know, you could potentially get someone like a DeAndre Hunter or... Um, even a Kobe White, 
um, or Darius Garland, um, you know, still relatively not not the top three, you know, talent. This draft is very like top three heavy, um, according to most people. But I think me and you are higher on Kobe White than a lot of other people are. I love Kobe White. Um, <laughs> I know I like and love him. Like. I, I'm a really big – I'm not even a UNC guy. I just really like the way he plays. Um, I That's who I would have wanted, I think, the Lakers to take at four if they weren't going to take DeAndre Hunter um, because he doesn't have to have the ball. Um, so either way, you know, that Pelicans team is looking like Zion, who's supposed to be, you know – the greatest talent that we've seen coming out of college in a long time. Um, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, both two or number two overall picks. Um, plus another first rounder in Josh Hart and either the number four or the number three pick. So, I mean, if you're the Pelicans, you have to be looking at this like, you know, they're, they're pretty set for the future-wise. Um, explain to me what you mean by the number four or number three pick? Because there's a lot of talk that the Pelicans could then use, like, the number four pick and, like, um, uh, one of the young guys they just traded for, like Josh Hart or something like that. Or to number three to trade up to number three to get RJ because um, there's a lot of people that want them to do that to team you know the Zion RJ pairing again like in college because that's already chemistry right there so um, that's what I mean when I say number four or number three because there's a lot of talk of them trading up like that um and then from the Lakers side obviously you know you got LeBron his, you know, star teammate. Um, I would say talent-wise, the best team eight he's ever had in terms of talent-wise. Um, I don't know how they're going to fit together or how they're going to play together or anything like that. But in terms of overall talent, um, I would say he's the best talent-wise. Um, most definitely on the defensive end. Um, you know... LeBron's never had a big guy that can play defense like Anthony Davis can. Um, Bosch, I think, was underrated on that end, but still nowhere near, you know. Anthony Davis, when healthy, is usually in defensive player of the year running, at least, consideration. Um, And that's not even talking about his offensive game, which I think continues to get better as – I mean, he's only 26. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. Um, I think also it helps because now the Lakers can shift all their attention to, you know, into free agency. I mean, they're talking about Kawhi is like now like their number one target. Um, and you know, if you would have said that before the AD trade, I think it sounds a lot more crazy than it does now. Um, I'm still not necessarily convinced they that Kawhi would come because he's been adamant apparently on not playing with LeBron. Hmm. 
Um, but at the very least, you know, Kyrie now is coming out with rumors saying that he's been interested in playing with AD for a while. Um, so I think that changes the whole Brooklyn thing now even. Um, so I just think this move in terms of everything going on, the Warriors having two of their three players out for the majority or all of next year um, changes a lot of people's outlook on, you know, succeeding next year. Um, and again, you know, now obviously the Lakers obviously can't put enough pieces together to trade for Bradley Beal. But, you know, you could still go after, um, you know, for example, Jimmy Butler's been linked. I don't know necessarily if I like that fit a whole lot um, because he's not necessarily the most um, prolific shooter. Um, he's kind of streaky. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's – we've seen what happens when it's Kyrie and LeBron on a team. Uh, they won a championship with Kevin Love as their third best player. A few threw in Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Kyrie. And then you still have Kuzma, who I think is, you know, a good scorer, a good spacer. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that almost becomes unfair again. Mm. Um, especially with Clay being, you know, potentially out all of next year and KD potentially being out all next year. Uh, so I think for me as a LeBron fan, I'm excited. Um, but also at the same time, now there's no excuse. There's no excuse anymore. If you're LeBron and you can't get it done, I don't want to, I don't want to hear him try and compare himself to being on Mount Rushmore anymore. If you cannot get it done, this coming year with all the pieces, you know, sort of at least falling into place, especially in the West side of things. Um, yes, the West is wide open, but a team of LeBron and AD, at least at the moment, should be the most talented in terms of star power. Um, so for me, almost at this, like, Almost at this point, it's like, you know, no more excuses. No more excuses. Um, so that makes me a little bit nervous for if, you know, for some reason we get 2011 finals LeBron where he just doesn't show up at all, um, which I don't think would happen, but it makes me nervous. Yeah, I guess you. Because, you know, yes, people – People were hard on him this year for not making the playoffs, but also at the same time, I think most normal people kind of understood that injuries and a bunch of young kids and weird fit, weird roster moves by the front office, um, you know, it was, it was more acceptable that they didn't make the playoffs, um, let alone go very far. Um, if they're not in the Western Conference Finals at least um, this coming year, then I think that's 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 a fail. That's a fail. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, I think I agree with most of what you said. Uh, I think that this trade probably makes the Lakers the favorites win the Western Conference, in my opinion. Mm. And I think, uh, I think that it's it's to the point now where they there might be teams that could match up with them in the West if you just make it LeBron and Anthony Davis if they uh-huh. fail in the free agency. But I think that if you if you're the Lakers and you don't make it to the finals, that's a, a failed season. Oh, I so agree. The, I, it's the expectation is 100%. You need to make it to the championship, and you probably need to win the championship. Especially too. if they get a caliber player of a Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Example. And um, so I don't, I don't think that's going to happen personally just because it seems like for the longest time he's been linked to. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I agree. It seems as though him and LeBron getting back together just doesn't sound like it's going to happen. But if that happened, I think that that's a lock. As long as they're healthy, that's going to be a championship team. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's no If that happens, there's no reason that they should not be warrior dominant. Right. They could like, even, I, I would say that if that happened, they might even be able to beat a healthy Warriors team. I, I, think, I think it would be a much better series than probably people realize. Probably. Um, but I don't know if I do. Uh, I mean, I, I say he, that because kind of be like, you know, because the Warriors have struggled with getting bullied inside. Um, so you add LeBron and AD, I, I, I think you're right. I, I would put my money, I think on the Lakers, not even being biased. I'm not entirely sure what I think about that, but I honestly, in my mind, I'm envisioning the Lakers and the Warriors with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry and, and, uh, Clay Thompson playing against each other. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking the Lakers could honestly win that series. Mm Mm-hmm. As much I also, as th- I also think, I also think, I think the Lakers would have a better shot if the Warriors don't revamp their bench like it has, you know, because what made the Warriors so um, almost impossible to beat in seven games is up until really this year, you know, their bench was like, like, right, potent. Um, so I think for me that would come more down to how the rest of the team is filled out. But I agree. I agree for sure. So my thoughts on the trade, I think that people are talking about – some people think the Pelicans won the trade. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, they got the number four overall pick, and they could even tra- change it into the number three. Mm-hmm. I think Brandon Ingram is a good player and certainly probably one of the best assets you could have gotten out of that trade. Mm-hmm. I think the only better player that you could have gotten would have been Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. But – I don't think that the Celtics were willing, and I don't blame them for not being willing to uh-huh. trade Jason Tatum to the to to the Pelicans yeah. when Anthony Davis will just be a one year rental. Yeah, Brandon Ingram was probably the best player they could get. That said, we don't know everything about his health. I think he'll be fine. He's young, and so I, I think that, I think I that long term he should be fine. And I, I putting him next to Zion Williamson. You've got Lonzo Ball. I'm actually super excited to see Lonzo Ball throwing alley-oops. And yeah, that's going to be mental. I think he's going to have a better role in this system with the Pelicans than he did. 100%. 100%. I'm, as far as Josh Hart goes, I think his first season, he showed that he can be a really solid role player and a really good shooter. Uh-huh. This season, I think he took a little bit of a step back. 
I agree. Uh, for most departments, he played a few more minutes, two two more minutes a game, shot 40 per, 40% uh, as opposed to 47 last year. He had a rough 4%. Percent. For yeah, sure. his percentage has yeah. really dipped. But I do think that he has the potential to be a solid shooter, and everyone needs someone who can be a solid shooter. So I think the Pelicans got a, a decent deal for for what they were able to get. Mm-hmm. I think that the Lakers hit a home run, in my opinion, as far as I, I know that you might not necessarily be a big the biggest fan of giving up Lonzo, mm-hmm. but I think that as as far as fit with LeBron, LeBron's going to be the guy who has the ball in his hands the most. Lonzo is obviously a good player to have on that team, in my opinion, as far as defense, being a passer. Um, you know, even I think his jump shot could get better. His free throws need to get better, obviously. Oh, 100. But, but I think he for sure. could be a really good fit with LeBron. But personally, I think that them being able to keep Kuzma, in my opinion, was a huge deal. He was a 19 points per game guy this season. His three-point percentage wasn't that good this season, but it was the season before. And yeah, we know it was, he's, it was a bad three-point shooting season, but we know he can score. I think that you're absolutely right. His fit with the Lakers, I think it's going to be really solid. And I think that one of the best things that I like about Kuzma that people don't really talk about, I think his personality is a winning personality. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. Oh, yeah. players in the, in the league. He doesn't really care. He's kind of his own person. Yeah. He doesn't care what people have to say about him. He's just – he's Kyle Kuzma. And mm-hmm. so I think that when you combine a personality of his, that confidence, he's going to be able to thrive with a guy like LeBron. Anthony Davis comes in. He's a willing passer. People don't talk about that, but he's a willing passer. Mm-hmm. And he's also a, a capable shooter. He's capable of dominating in the paint. He can handle the ball pretty well. We, we all know yeah. that he was a point guard in high school yeah. and then grew to the height that he is now and, and kept yeah. the athleticism. And so – Anthony Davis, I think that the duo of LeBron and him, in my opinion, that's the best duo in the league already. Uh, Anthony Davis, we did our tier list a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis wasn't in my top tier. He was probably the best player in my second. I agree. Say he's probably sixth or seventh best player in the league. Mm -hmm. Undoubtedly top seven player in the league. Mm -hmm. And you put him with LeBron, who arguably is still the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely top two with Kevin Durant out. I yeah. think you that's a that's a recipe for success, especially when you have, you know, the reported link of of Kemba Walker possibly coming in or mm-hmm. Jim Butler or Tobias Harris, you know, guys like that. They oh, have yeah, yeah. To to my Tobias was another one that I didn't even that I would didn't be huge. talk about. That'd be yeah, huge. But, um, yeah. I, I love the idea. And, and so I think that the Lakers they're probably my, like I said, they're probably my favorite to win the West this season mm-hmm. solely because of already what they have. Just LeBron, Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. That's a good, good top yeah. three. Kuzma's a good young player and he's, he's getting better. I agree. That's a good top three on its own. You add in someone like Kemba Walker or Jimmy Butler, that's a, that's a championship team unless somebody really just matches up well with them. So yeah. I think that was a huge win for the, for the Lakers. I think that the biggest loser in that was the New York Knicks. Oh, 100%. Everyone's talking. 100%. I think this last week has been a disaster for them. <laughs> 100, like, I, I, should we go ahead and transition, or do you have more to yeah. say? About that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, look, we talked about this yesterday, I think, actually. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen this soon, but I mentioned, I alluded to the, the possibility of doing a top five dumbest 
franchise list because the the Knicks just crack me up. They really do. Um, spoiler alert: they're my t- they're my number one. I don't know if they're yours. I I just can't hide it. I really can't. But top five dumbest teams. I want to go ahead and start this. I'll go ahead and start this one. There, there really are a lot of stupid teams, but I'll go number five. I have the Memphis Grizzlies, but I do think the Memphis Grizzlies have a solid future. They got lucky, though. I don't think that it's because they're that smart. I think they just got lucky. They got lucky that they won the lottery at the number yep. two pick. They got yep. lucky that, uh, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. was a product of a deep draft. But I would give them credit for that one. That was a good pick for them. Mm. Ultimately, I think that Jaron Jackson Jr. was the only good draft pick they've had in the past 10 years. I'll go ahead and pull up their draft history. But in so 10 years, 2009, they drafted Hashim Thabit. Over Kevin Durant. Over Kevin Durant. Wait, what? Was he over Kevin Durant? I swear he was. Am I tripping right now? over James Harden. He's even over guys like Tyreek Evans, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan. So am I tripping? Uh, Durant, I think, was the year before. Drew Holiday was in that draft. Ty Lawson was even solid for a good few years. That was... That was a huge, huge bust. No one talks about. That was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, they drafted. Let's see. Excuse me. Uh, oh yeah, so Hashim the beat Xavier Henry. He's out of the league. The next year, they didn't have a number one overall pick. Then you have Tony Roten. He's he's gone. They didn't have a first round pick the next year. Jordan Adams was the next one. He's out. Jarrell Martin isn't doing anything. Wade Baldwin. Isn't doing anything. Jaron Jackson Jr. is finally the only player in the first round that they've picked who's had any sort of success. Props to them for that, but I think that their overall body of work has shown that they're a stupid team. They've also paid crazy contracts to guys like Chandler Parsons, who, in my opinion, people say that John Wall is the worst contract in the league. I still think Chandler Parsons is the worst contract. People forget Chandler Parsons because he he doesn't play. At least least John Wall can, can play when he's healthy. Chandler exactly. Parsons can't do a thing. So that's my number five team. But the only reason I don't have them higher is because at least they're getting the Jaron Jackson Jr. pick. Yeah. They're probably going to pick John Morant, which is a smart pick. Depends on what they get for Mike Conley, but they've got still a lot of baggage that I think that that keeps them in that top five dumb team. I agree. I agree. Because the, I... Louis, the Washington Wizards. John Wall's a bad contract. They gave Otto Porter the max, and then they traded him for Jabari Parker, who can't play. Bradley Beal is their only hope, and they're probably going to have to trade him because him and John Wall don't get along. They've actually had John Wall and Bradley Beal, if we really think about it, that's actually a, a hypothetically a good duo. They just haven't filled out the roster with anybody. They haven't had any good coach Washington. It, that how they've managed that team outside of those two has been pretty bad. And once again, if you look at their draft history, outside of those two, it's pretty pretty bad. Bradley Bills are only real good pick that I would give them credit for. John Wall was the the unanimous. I don't give them that much credit for him. They, he was the unanimous yeah. number yeah. one. He was supposed to be the next big thing. So of course they they weren't that stupid. But number four, that's Washington Wizards. Number three, the Phoenix Suns. I think they're absolutely stupid. I will give them credit for this, though. Devin Booker was a great pick at number 13. Mm-hmm. But I'll do the same thing. Last 10 years, Earl Clark, number uh, he was number 14. We don't know where he is right now. He's gone missing. 
I don't know what he's doing. The next year, they didn't have a first-round pick. Markeith Morris was in 2011. He's okay. Kendall Marshall didn't pan out. Alex Land, number five, he's okay. Not not worth number five, but didn't really pan out. TJ Warren's a decent player. Tyler Ennis, I could have told you miles away that he wasn't going to do anything in the NBA. He's short. He's slow. He can kind of shoot, pass a little bit. He's a role player at best. He hasn't panned out. Devin Booker was a good pick. I'll give him credit for that. But then you have Drajan Bender, then Josh Jackson, and then DeAndre Ayton was finally a good one. And I'll, I'll be honest, DeAndre Ayton was a good pick. I think they deserve some credit for that. But he wasn't even the best player in the draft. They 100%. actually missed on that. So it wasn't a stupid pick, but they're a stupid franchise. That's my number three team. Number mm-hmm. two, the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they've done, maybe in my life, no, nah, I shouldn't say that. The only thing that they've done in recent memory to, to, to be a relevant team is to get Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. That was their only good pick. Other than that, they picked guys like Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who was bad. And you, I, I know that people were kind of high on him because, oh, you know, him and, you know, him, he just won a championship with Anthony Davis. That was all Anthony Davis and maybe a few teammates. You had him. You had guys like Cody Zeller, who was picked fourth overall. Mm-hmm. Frank Minsky was picked with a lottery pick. They can't build a team at all. They also have one of the worst contracts in the league with Nicholas Batum. Mm-hmm. And probably Michael I, I, Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah, look, Michael Jordan is, my opinion, the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. His team is trash. And I think that you have to, as far as, um, what did I just say? Nicholas Batum, mm-hmm. that's a horrible contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going forward, I don't know that they're going to learn from their mistakes because they're probably going to offer Kemba Walker a pretty big contract too. And while he deserves a big contract, it shouldn't be with the the Bobcat or the, not the Bobcats, the Hornets. Uh, <laughs> um, they they just need to start over. They need to start over. They need to completely revamp their their scouting department. Kemba Walker is the only good thing that they've had to do, and they're going to screw that up by re-signing him because they can't well, get They've already screwed up his entire career, essentially. I mean, he's yeah. 30 years old almost. So hopefully he goes to some team like the Mavs, the Lakers, or the Knicks, or the Nets, someone like that. But I don't want to see him in Charlotte. He deserves better than that. Mm-hmm. My last pick, New York Knicks. I already alluded to that. They're just bad at everything. The only thing that they did well, and I, I actually thought that they were starting to get something right when they picked Chris Stapps for Zingas. And he looked like he was going somewhere. And then they picked Frank Nilakina. That I, I thought he was going to be good. He's really bad. Um, who else did they get? Kevin Knox, I thought was a decent pick, but he didn't have that great of a rookie season. He was, he had volume numbers. He didn't have that percentage. Yeah. I, I, I think people were really hard on him. Mm-hmm. And I like him. I do too. I do too. I just think he had to do so much. I, mean, I agree. I agree. Literally, <laughs> that team was garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. But I, the reason that I think that the Knicks are the stupidest team, they can't get a free agent, and they're New York. They also can't win a trade. They traded away Tyson Chandler for guys like Jose Calderon, and and I can't even. I think Jose Calderon might have been the best player in that trade when he traded back to the Dallas Mavericks. Then you traded Chris Asprazingas for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, and then picks that aren't going to mean anything, in hopes that you would get. Two max contracts, mm-hmm. and they not get them. Yeah. They really, they might get Kevin Durant if they're lucky. Yeah, but they're they're, a, they're a product of their 
the only the only saving grace that they have is that they're New York. That's mm-hmm. the only reason that people would want to play for them. It's not because the Knicks are that great of a franchise. Yeah. They're just a big city where people can get money. They haven't been relevant in, at any point in our life other than maybe that one season with Melo. I, I don't think that anyone would argue against the Knicks as the stupidest franchise. So I'm done. I'll, I'll let you go. All right. So, okay, for my number five, I just want you to hear me out, okay? Try to keep your broad pressure low. Okay. I have the Dallas Mavericks at number five. (laughs) And I would have had them higher except for the last year. Okay. Um, I think their last year kind of saved them in terms of going forward. Um, For example... Since, you know, the last draft or the the draft class or the draft picks in the last 10 years are a big deal to you. Uh, We have Byron Mullins. (laughs) No longer in the NBA. Uh, We have Jordan Hamilton, who I had never heard of. I remember him. He was good. Uh, Tyler Zeller, who I'm pretty sure they traded. They did. Kelly Olenek who I'm pretty sure they traded. Traded. Mm -hmm. Justin Anderson, who had one good game and everyone was freaking out because (laughs) he shut down Kevin Durant and then was traded. Dennis Smith Jr., who looked like a crappy version of Derrick Rose with no knees. Um, And he is also traded. And finally... You know, they kind of luck into Luka Doncic at four. I wouldn't say luck in. They at least traded into that position. They knew that Luka Doncic was going to be good. Mm -hmm. But I see your point. Traded up one pick. But yes, yes. Two. Two. Where'd they take Luka at? Four? They took Luka at three, and uh, they were at five where they drafted Trey Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I will say... The last draft class has preserved them from creeping up higher um, because even getting Jalen Brunson at 33, I think he could be a solid guard for them off the bench. Yeah. Um, and potentially uh, he's kind of up there in age already, but or he's older than most guys coming into the NBA as a rookie. Um, Jalen Brunson? Yeah. Okay. Um, Hang on. Let me see. So I, while you're looking, I do yeah. want to say that uh, I wasn't surprised that you said the Mavs. If Ian were on, he would probably be a little bit mad. I do agree to an extent. I wouldn't put them in my top five, but I think that over the past three, four years, the Mavs have been a pretty dumb team. Um, they thought that Rondo was going to be the next Jason Kidd. And to be fair – most people thought that that was going to be a good trade. I thought that was going to be a good trade. And a lot of people, there was there were a lot of polls out there that people thought the Mavs were going to be a contender. I was a contender. Um, I had a hard, I wouldn't put them top five myself just because they at least had all these years of success up until okay, these last I, I, I agree, but I think that they have been really stupid. Yeah, I think Especially that's, that's down to, you know, you know, Dirk, 
Yeah. In all honesty, I mean, without Dirk, you know, they're they're, you know, a team that makes dumb decisions that you know yeah, should really attract more free agents than they do. Yeah. Um, and the whole DeAndre Jordan debacle, I think, didn't help them, um, pub- like in the public eye, in yeah. terms of free agency. Um, but he's a whole nother head case in and of itself. So I don't really blame them for that. But I think, you know, just some of the decisions sometimes, I'm not the highest on Mark Cuban's decision making. Um, I love Mark Cuban, but I think that sometimes he might need to take a step out. Yeah. Um, I love his passion. I think. I think how how much he invests into the team, you know, is really cool to see. Especially, you know, I mean, he's got so much other stuff going on outside of basketball even. Yeah. But every time I turn on a Dallas Mavericks game, he's right there, like, either standing on the sideline or right behind them, like, you know, talking <laughs> he's to players. Drake. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, he's Drake. That's Drake. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, um... So I I put them at five, but they would have been higher if not for the last year that they've had. Um, you know, trading for Chris Stops, uh, getting rid of the Harrison Barnes contract after they made a mistake giving it. Mm-hmm. I think the short turnaround of realizing, oh crap, we kind of effed this up, um, and being able to trade him for. A piece that can grow into a rotation guy at the very least in Justin Jackson. Um, That's the type of moves that you go from being out of the playoffs to a playoff team, Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, And I think Dallas is going to be a lot better this year than a lot of people realize, um, especially with Chris Stapps coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, Luca, I think, is just going to continue to grow. He's one of my top five favorite players in the NBA already. Um, And I'm not even a Dallas guy, as you know. Um, But, yeah. So, I have them at five. But I think even if we were at the midway point of the next season, I think they'd be out of my top five. Um, And then at four, I have Memphis. Um, For me, it's more about, you know – they had a, you know, kind of window to really compete more than they, than um, really what they should have. I mean, they had, you know, solid players, but they could never really, you know, bring in the guys that would help them get past um, anyone like that. And I think they tried to stay in 90s basketball for a little bit too long. Probably, yeah. Um, I don't think they adapted enough. And by the time, you know, Marcus Gasol even developed a three-point shot, you know, their run was kind of over in terms of being, you know, playoff contenders. Breeze. Sorry, he's chewing the wall. I'm sorry. Your dog's name is Breeze? Yeah, you didn't know that? Did I not know that? I don't think so. Oh, my gosh. That is – I don't know what, how to feel about that. Part of me is like, man, I just want to punch you in the face. And the other part of me is like, you are a good fan. You really – I would name a German Shepherd Dirk, but only if yeah. it was a, Dirk, a, Dirk, a German Shepherd, because it's German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but okay, I, I respect it, but that <laughs> I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I can't. Yeah, I guess I've never really 
called his name out before, like during the, the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I have Memphis at four. A lot of the reasons you said, um, but I think more because I feel like they had talented players that was kind of wasted because they didn't really want to, you know, kind of continue to evolve with the other teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they gave the Warriors fits, but, you know, really only one series, and they were up 2-1, and then after that, the Warriors won three straight. Um, but, you know, plus the Chandler Parsons contract and, you know, um, their draft class, like you said, um, and they really kind of lucked into even like Mark Gasol and like, um, you know, because they traded Powell and, you know, Mark kind of like fell into their laps. Um, so even like, you know, a guy who's been like oh, one of the gosh. best. They traded Powell to, for Kwame Brown. Is that right? Yeah. So that's outside of my window. I'll give them some grace for that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that was yeah. stupid. Yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Kwame Brown. Man. Yeah. Uh, at three, I have Charlotte. Um, Michael Jordan is a fantastic basketball player, but can't run a team at all. At all. Because even the best player that he's had in Kemba Walker – you know, was what pick did they pick him at? Uh, like 11. 11? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, wow. Like, you know, not a whole lot of people. Ex- nine. He was a great college, nine. So nine. he was a great college player, but I don't think a lot of people expected him to have this successful of a career um, in terms of individual type things. You know who else they picked but traded immediately in that same draft was uh, Tobias Harris. Yeah. Interesting. Freeze. Stop. Oh, he's fucking man. Um, so I have them, you know, for really the same reasons that we kind of talked about. Um, yeah, he can't run a team at all. Like, at all. Um. At number two, so you had Memphis, you had Charlotte, you had the Knicks, you had my my order was Knicks one, then Charlotte, Phoenix, Washington, and then the Grizzlies. I, uh, I think I want to. All right, all right. So my number two, I have. I'm switching. I'm switching my one and two. Okay. At number two, I have Phoenix. Um, you know, because literally, like you said, outside of Devin Booker, um, and you know, just this last year, DeAndre Aiden. Mm. Holy cow! Like. Can you do something right? Yeah. Literally, like it, it, it was bad. It was bad. Um, you know, ugh. plus, you know, a lot of guys that they had 
I feel like that, you know, had at least solid potential, seemed to keep getting injured. Um, mm-hmm. their, their training staff was, you know, had a lot of issues in terms of injuries. Um, yeah. I, the, the Suns, in my opinion, when I look at the Hornets, a lot of their draft picks were bad but at least you could make the excuse that the drafts that they had good picks were just not that great of drafts. Yeah, yeah. The Suns missed out on guys like De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. They, they picked Josh Jackson over De'Aaron Fox, Larry Markkinen. Even Dennis Smith Jr. would have been better mm-hmm. than Josh Jackson. And then, of course, exactly. the Nuggets got um, – Oh, the Nuggets did draft John, Donovan Mitchell, but he was traded to the Jazz. There were good players in that draft class that – the Suns just missed out on, and that, that's not even just that draft class, but there are other draft classes. Not only that, but Darren Fox was, you know, people knew he was a great player. I yeah, I I still don't understand why they didn't take Darren Fox. I think really to this day, why a lot of teams were high on Josh Jackson, and of course this is retrospective, but versatility Jackson, I think he, more than anything. But he had an offensive skill set. I agree. Fox, I agree. Trust me. Trust me. I completely agree. I I I was higher on De'Aaron Fox than Lonzo. And I I loved De'Aaron Fox. Um, uh, I I liked Lonzo a little bit more, but I I did I liked De'Aaron Fox quite a bit. And we're talking about the Suns, who are a team that they've been complaining about lack of point guard success since Steve Nash left, Suns. and they had the perfect opportunity in in multiple draft classes to get point guards, and they just failed. I'm I'm 100% agree. Um, and then obviously number one. So I switched my Charlotte and Phoenix. Um, I had them originally Charlotte at two and Phoenix at three, but I I switched them. Okay. So I have Phoenix at two, and then obviously number one. I think most people would agree outside of actual Nick fans. Um, and I'm sure even some Nick fans would agree, you know, the last 10 or five to 10 years and Nick's by far the stupidest team. Mm. Um, like you said, they were relevant one year. And I think even then no one really took them as a threat. Um, you know, it was blasphemy that Carmelo stole unanimous MVP from LeBron in the first place. But, um, yeah, um, it's just – you're right. It's New York. How, how, how do you not have at least a solid team? I yeah. mean, year after year, all we hear is guys are interested in the Knicks just based off the fact that they're in New York but yet they can never seem to actually get anyone there because their teams are trash. Mm-hmm. Um, like we talked about a little bit, I'm higher on Kevin Knox than I think some other people are. Um, I think he could be a good player. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, still, if Kevin Knox is, like, you know, your claim to fame, right. like, that, that's bad. As, an, as You're the New York Knicks, literally New York. Um, so I, I, I 100% agree it's the New York Knicks, and it's not even close. 
It's it's really not even close. I do like Kevin Knox, and I liked him last year in the draft. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. He was he was someone I followed in his high school days because I wanted North Carolina to get him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think that he was incredibly developed going into college, but he proved me a little bit wrong. Um, I thought he was going to still be a good player, and I thought he was aggressive enough, and that's what he was at Kentucky. He was an aggressive player. Mm-hmm. I thought that's exactly what New York needed. And his his efficiency numbers weren't incredible, but I think that they'll get better over time because he's really talented. I he's aggressive enough. He has that mindset. But other than that, the Knicks haven't done much. I will say this: anybody who listens from New York, I love y'all. I, I honestly like, I I really do. I want to see New York succeed so bad in basketball because New York is it really yeah. holds special. I would live in New York, and I know most people would disagree with that because it's you know kind of a busy city and everything. I don't know if I'd live there that long. But it's a – I love New York. Like, I genuinely – oh, man. I, like, after graduation, I want to take a visit to New York. I want to I treat myself mm-hmm. to that city because I, I think – some people talk about it being overrated. I think Los Angeles is a little bit of an overrated city. New York is everything I, that lives up I to be. So anybody from New York, it's nothing personal. I love your city. The team is I trash. I love the team. Sorry. I really want them to be good. Hey, hey like, go cheer for I'm the Boston New York fan. Go cheer for them Brooklyn Nets right there. I'm, I'm a closet Knicks fan. I just – like it's 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 embarrassing. It really is. It's embarrassing. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep going on about it, but I wish New York the best. But that's all we have today. Uh, we might come up with some good top. We will come up with some good topics, but we might come up with them in the next few days. I'm not entirely sure. We're going to wait for the news, but – Yes. Uh, if you are listening, thank you for getting this far, and thank you uh, for following us throughout this process. Uh, one thing that we have talked about is possibly coming up with a more regular schedule. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know what it'll look like just yet, but stay stay on a, on watch for that, and also give us a follow on Twitter at Lunch Sports. You can also follow our personal pages. This is Hayden Clinkhammer. I don't know what his username is. Mine's Kennedy Curly Forty Four. If you want sports tweets, if you want debates, if you want to just slide in the in the DMs, not in a weird way, but just to talk about basketball. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. That's okay. Um, go ahead and DM us. Talk, us. talk to us about some basketball. But until then, we will see y'all later. Thank you.